This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Thanks for listening to the For the Campus podcast, where each week we sit down and have discussions about Christian faithfulness in the college campus. To learn more about City Church Tallahassee and our ministries, head to citychurchtallahassee.com. Hey guys, this is Hunter Levine, the college pastor here at City Church, and thank you for listening to the For the Campus podcast. Over the past few weeks, we've been discussing various topics that I hope are helpful in this time as we think through important conversations surrounding us about ethnicity, justice, and how Christians should respond. And this week, I wanted to share a few important thoughts on unity and discrimination. Unity is difficult for the church because we all have sin. We all have blind spots in our lives, and we all fail to feel the things that we often should feel, and we often fail to see many important things the way that God calls us to see them. This is one of the many reasons why we are dependent people. We're dependent on God for His grace in the areas where we fail, We're dependent on God's Word so that we can know what is true and good. And we're dependent on one another so that we can share each other's burdens, learn from one another, listen to those who might have different backgrounds and experiences and viewpoints. And through working together, we can honor God and grow in our maturity in our Christian faith. And although unity and living that unity out together is often very challenging, it is what we're called to in the scriptures, and it's a worthy pursuit of our effort, energy, and time. So the first thing that I wanted to discuss today and help us understand that really serves as the foundation of everything that will follow today is that Christ is what unites us. Colossians 1 tells us that all things were created through Christ, mankind included, Scriptures also tell us that we are all in need of God's grace, that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, Paul says in Romans 3. And we are all called to love and serve one another. But most importantly, we are all already united as brothers and sisters in Christ, not through our own efforts and works, not through our organizations, not through our local churches, but through Jesus' work on the cross. The cross did not just bring individuals into salvation, but it brought individuals together. And the scriptures teach us this in Galatians 3.28, that Jesus has become the apex of our identity and has brought us together from all different walks and areas of life. So the first thing that we need to grasp, and this might sound elementary to some, is that we are all already united in Christ. And so what we are called to do now is to fight against our flesh, to fight against sin, to drown out the voices of the world, and to work out that unity that we already have in him. The second thing that I want to discuss is that 
we actually have a worldview that makes sense of why disunity and discrimination is so wrong, especially within God's people. But this also stems to any type of discrimination against any human. Now, I don't mean full affirmation of what somebody believes or does here, and I'll circle back to that later, but we should not be ashamed of our Christian worldview. We should actually be proud of our worldview and eager to share our perspective because we believe that humans are much more than just animals, and we believe that our worldview actually makes sense of why this matters and why discrimination is so wrong. We believe that all humans, whether in Christ or not, are made in the image of God. There's no exceptions. And in the scriptures, we see a literal Adam and Eve. And in Adam and Eve, there was genetic capacity to see a huge variety of diversity. One of the beautiful pieces of God's design is that through the genetics and certain characteristics that have been passed down, huge family groups or people groups passed down physical characteristic cultures, traditions, and what is often referred to as race today. But what we see in the scriptures is that there's one race, there's different people groups, there's different family groups, there's different geographical groups or cultural groups. But we actually have the origin story in the scriptures of the Jewish people in the Old Testament where it makes sense of how this really began. So when it comes to discussing topics like unity and discrimination and other topics surrounding that, we should be people who listen well, who engage in the conversation that's happening around us, but also people who speak not because we're experts, but because we have God's Word, and God's Word is not silent on what we are discussing today. Third, and this is tied to the second point, also within our worldview, we have an understanding of sin, which takes God's creation, His beautiful creation, including diversity, and it twists it and it distorts it. This is where hatred, racism, and favoritism comes from. When we study the Scriptures and see the horrific accounts of sin and hatred and rebellion that happens all throughout the stories of Scripture. We should not be shocked when we see this brokenness still existing in our world today. This does not mean that we should be catalyst or des desensitized to it. In fact, I think it should actually lead us to the opposite, that we should know that the issues that we are facing today are truthfully just the tip of the iceberg and stretch far back, all the way to Genesis 3 in the Bible. The fourth thing is that we should understand that unity does not come from removing truth claims or important doctrine, but that unity, working out that real unity, actually comes from lifting up the truth and lifting up God's Word. This is a trend that I see today, that we should try to set aside our convictions, our Christian beliefs, and we should just participate in blind affirmation, that through this blind affirmation, through this undefined, ambiguous love that doesn't challenge anything, doesn't disagree with anything, that through that we will find unity. It's not the case in the scriptures. We see all throughout the scriptures people being called out and challenged by many of the common beliefs of the world. But what we also see through the scripture is not just a constant challenging, but a real way forward towards working out that unity, which is shown to us through the New Testament, through Christ. And this will require us lifting him up boldly and without compromise. And the last thing that I want to add is that we're united in Christ in a way that brings us hope. See, we're people who are not just un united in Christ, not just united in our salvation, not just united in our beliefs, but we're also united because we have a common hope. We have a shared hope. And this plays out in two ways. The first way that it plays out is that we have the hope that God can change hearts. 
This is a really important doctrine for us in today's world, that there's nobody who's too far from Christ who can't be changed. There's nobody who the Lord can't work in their life and help them to understand the things that he's taught us through his scripture and help them to see creation correctly. And this should really impact the way that we interact with people, that we shouldn't believe that people are lost causes or without hope, but we should actually be people who believe that people can change, that God is never changing. He is good, but as his creation, who's been distorted by sin, as God redeems, he is able to to change our hearts. And then secondly, we have hope that he will make all things new, that ultimately this is not the end. Now, once again, I I mentioned this last week, but this doesn't mean that we sit back and we say, well, one day that God's going to make all things new, and we can enjoy that, so we're just going to kick back. But it should actually help us in, in navigating this time to be people who are not gloom and doom, but people who say, we're going to fight to see change now. We're going to have conversation now. We're going to pray for changed lives now, but we're also going to have a joy, a hope, a peace that comes in this, knowing that Jesus Christ has already won and that he will honor his word and make all things new and bring all people together. And we will enjoy this new creation, those of us who are in Christ, without sin, without discrimination, without pain, without hurt. Scriptures say that he will wipe every tear from our eyes in Revelation. So these two things should really be guiding forces in how we work out our unity, that we we work out our unity, not as people who are constantly frustrated with each other, but more so as people who are constantly standing in hope. I hope that this helps you as you continue to think through the different challenges and the conversations that we have in today's Word. If you have any questions at all, you want to reach out, you can email me at hunter at citychurchtallahassee.com. We hope that these podcasts are being helpful for you, and we hope to hear from you soon. Let's pray. Father, we're so grateful for this opportunity to think about what your Word teaches us. Father, we pray that we would be people like Romans 12 tells us, that we're not conformed to the world but that we're being transformed, that our minds are being shaped by your goodness, by your glory, by your truth, by your word. Father, I pray that we would be people who fight for unity, to work that unity out that we have in you, and that we would be people who do so with hope. We're so grateful for your gospel and for your grace, and we ask that you continue to bless us as we try to do ministry in the world today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the For the Campus podcast. If this podcast was helpful for you, please take time to share it with others. Also, feel free to reach out to us online. Have a great day.